0: Is it is 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 it a is it a suck dick if you only sucked it for like thirty seconds and then they went nope nope nope, or is it a suck dick if you get it, if you actually get him to blow a load in your face? Uh, yeah, good question.
1: Audience, we'll take your responses. Cause, yeah, cause at cause David at literate if, if, it,
0: if it's only a suck dick, if there's completion, I may be sold in three weeks. Ah, fifteen. Okay. All right. Um, if if it's if it's just I'd had a dick in my mouth mm-hmm. for however long it was, mm-hmm. hundreds. Wow. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Ape Cast.
1: John and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You smell like a
0: monkey. And you write like one, two. Oh, that was well played. Ah, well played. Nice. yeah, nice. Their variation on that, I think that's very good. Happy yes. birthday, uh, man! I am 54, fifty-four years old on February third. Yep, yep.
1: You're the same the age as the, the Super Bowl. Music what the day? I they- am the
0: same. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, February 3rd is the day of the music. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, February 3rd, 1959, Buddy Holly and uh, the Big Bopper and, R- and Richie Valens all died in the plane trash, and that's what, bye-bye, Miss American, Pie. That's what that's about. And you
1: know that apparently uh, Dion DiMucci, of Dion and the Belmonts, yes. was going to take that flight as well, but backed
0: out because the tickets were too expensive. Well, you know, it's good to be a cheap-ass once in a while. It
1: is good to be broke.
0: Yeah, once in a while, you just got to take it, take it on the chin.
1: And Miss American Pie, or American Pie, rather, is probably, I used to love that song. I still do. It is a horrible song. It's a great song. It assumes that all music, after February 3rd,
0: 1956? 58? It's It's, it's an homage. It's not an homage. It's It's not the day that all music died. It's the day the music died. Well, that's you know that was at the time those guys were the big uh, you know. He's waiting. I mean, we could pull up the lyrics. We could go through it. It's I know he. Well, you know that he's a songwriter. He can write any fucking thing he wants. It's a great song.
1: Don McLean's a chump. He's a hack.
0: Oh man, you're just you're just wrong on so many levels. Well, all right. As uh, whatever you killed, Buddy uh, Holly.
1: That's all I got out of this.
0: I did. Um, As per my birthday uh, tradition, I have, and it's posted on the Ape today, but I have written, this one's like 5,000 words, by the way. This piece, if you, it it is all the things that I learned. Well, this was a very significant learning year. I learned a lot of shit this year.
1: Yeah. Well, so this is 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 the year you you moved, you moved out of Chicago, you moved away from Chicago, you moved to Las Vegas. Yep. You sold, you sold windows at a gym.
0: I did. I did. I sold windows in <laughs> a gym. Um, I sold hats. I sold hats in the Grange Canal shops in the Venetian. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a, so what I did was I ended up writing it like a, sort of like a, just like, let's look at the year. Because usually it's just like, here are the lessons, and here's why I learned these lessons. This is sort of like, all right, lesson number, this. this is what happened at the beginning of my 54th year, and this is the lesson I learned. Oh, and then this happened, and here's another lesson that I learned. So, that's kind of the... The, it gets, it, it, toward the end, it just gets like, oh yeah, I learned this too. And this too, oh, here's a thing, you know, cause like, but what I figured today is I would share a few of them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through all of them cause there's like 20 of them. Yeah. But I want to see how, like, this is what I learned. I'm not really going to explain it. I'm just going to say it and see what you have to say. Does this lesson ring true for you? Um, I just want to see, you know, cause why not? Okay. We share some wisdom. I mean, that's the thing is Charles Pierre, who's a, a friend of mine here, yeah. who is a a big Bernie supporter and really, really disagreed with me. It's the first time on the, <laughs> him listening to our podcast where he said openly, I disagree with everything you said and David's got a point. It's the first time. So, What was the point that I made? I don't even remember now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you hated Hillary, and yeah. uh, you know, and and, and so yeah, he. Gr- oh, and that that, with you that
1: hatred he, stands alone it has nothing to do with Bernie or misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, yeah, yeah. okay, just, right, yeah,
0: yeah. So it was like you know, been it was very funny, and I I had a feeling based on the title, and I know that only like five people are gonna read this. Yeah mainly because the title's not, here is my analysis of how Hillary Clinton killed uh, Kobe Kobe Bryant. Bryant. (laughs) Because I don't have that kind of fucking title. Nobody's going to fucking read it. And that's fine. It's fine. It's really more for me than it was for anybody else. But I figured I'd share some things with you and see what you think. Cool. Uh, I love it. All right. Um, We're going to start with, uh, we'll just start with lesson number one, because I'm just going to bounce around. Uh, There's no such thing as Free
1: you're going to have to expand on that.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's some, I'm, I'm just intentionally that's not it? expanding on it is that there is no such Basically the is the essence. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but so, uh, basically the essence of it is anything that you think you're getting for free has a price attached to it somewhere. It may not be seem immediate. It may not seem uh, right there in your face. It may not be, but somewhere in the fucking fine print Whatever you say, hey, this didn't cost me anything, it's going to fucking cost you something. And it took you 54 years to figure that out? No, it's just a lesson that I learned. I mean, the thing about it is, I don't think it took me 54 years to figure it out. I think it took me 54 years to hit a point where I went, holy fuck, there really is no such thing as a free lunch. I think I've written that before. But that's the, the benefit of the exercise is that I keep, and maybe this is just an indication of how stupid I am, but I keep... I keep relearning some of the same lessons over and over and over. I figure it's good once I don't learn it again, because then I kind of, all right, now I learned this. It's stuck. So this is a, uh, it's like uh, Groundhog Day for you every year for an yeah, entire year. Yeah. Every year I go back and I go, hey, what did I learn? Yeah, And uh, sometimes I relearn, sometimes, I mean, there have been some lessons I've learned over and over and over. I just phrase them differently, but the same yeah. fucking lesson. And I figure at the end of the day, which the end of the day will be the day the music died. um, Oh, yeah, gotcha right there. There you go. Um, (sighs) Is, uh, you know is that i'll I'll be able to somebody someone any anybody with any interest will excavate when when Taylor goes to the Planet of the Apes right next <laughs> right next to the functioning baby doll that says dada will be uh, like a laptop and it'll have my uh, littered ape uh, all my all my birthday things and he'll go this guy was a fucking douche just butt.
1: waiting there yeah fully yeah, charged he, ready to go yeah, yeah yeah
0: he learned a whole bunch yeah. of stuff that's cool. All right. So, so there's no number such one thing is as free. No such, so what does that mean for you? What is that? How does that resonate for you anything?
1: Um it it doesn't
0: that one doesn't really hit me at all. Um cuz So you think you think there are things that are just free? No, I mean
1: like I agree. I don't think there's such oh. thing as free.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well this is going to be the shortest fucking podcast nothing, ever. Nothing nothing very profound there. Come on, man. You can do better. A transactional this is lesson number 5. Okay. A transactional relationship will always be transactional. I believe that all relationships are transactional. Oh, so I don't, I don't think all relationships are transactional at their core. I just think They some... have to be.
1: No. In order but for this... there to
0: be a relationship,
1: you and I, in order to maintain this friendship and this yeah. working relationship, the two separate things, they can live on their own. Like, we could, we could stop doing littered ape and we could just have our friendship. Uh-huh. But if I stop calling, if we stop texting...
0: There's well, no transaction trans- happening. Well, see, that's not a trans... Th- and, and maybe I'm just... I, I, there's definitely a an interaction. I think what you're talking about... I, I mean, I would, I would say... I think you're talking about an interaction. Transaction means the relationship doesn't exist unless I give you something or you give me something.
1: I would argue that you do give me something and I hope well, that but, I give you but, something.
0: But something that is outside the relationship itself. For example, and I will, I, I will give you an example. Um... My second marriage, this isn't why I learned the lesson, but my second marriage, uh, the reason, I mean, ultimately, as you boil it down sort of in hindsight, the main reason we got married um, and got together was because she was a director, and quite a brilliant one, Mm -hmm. um, really looking for somebody to produce her work. Okay. And I and I was a producer, I was a director, and I think a pretty good one, but I was also a producer with a theater company in, in need of somebody with like a very different artistic vision. And right. we kind of hooked up that way. And so when we got married, that seemed to be the transaction. The transaction was, she's going to create work, and I'm going to produce it, and, and then we're going to be married. Well, as the marriage kind of went south, really, um, when I decided I didn't want to be the executive director of WNEP anymore. And I just couldn't do it anymore, and I quit WNP. Is that in that role? Mm-hmm. And that was when that was when things totally went south of that marriage, and hmm. she started fooling around with the guy that was in the company. And a year later, we got divorced. And so that was at its core a transactional relationship. Flip side, Dana and I. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. There, I mean, there's there's quid pro quo in any kind of relationship. I agree. I agree with you there. But there's no. So Donald like, Trump is innocent. Yes, um, there you go, Charles. That's for you. Um, uh, no, but with Dana, with Dana and I, it, the thing is, the tra- there's no transaction. It's not like she's like you have to do it this way, or you have to give me this, or you know, you got to get a job and pay for everything, or I've got to get a job and pay for everything. none of that kind of transaction exists mm-hmm. in our in our relationship. And I think that's why it's a healthy relationship because our relationship's not transactional. I mean, it's gift-giving, which I don't think is a transaction. Right. If I give you a Christmas present and I expect and demand a return Christmas present, then that's transactional. But if I give you a gift and I have no expectation of return, there you go. That's not a transaction. That's a gift-giving relationship. And I think Dana and I have a gift-giving relationship, which is different than transactional.
1: Um, yeah, I, 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 I 100% see see your point and this I I still am on my side of things you've not convinced me otherwise but I think it's an issue of semantics I think right, fair enough that's that's all it is yeah but yeah that's a good lesson I mean that's
0: lesson number four is any job that requires you wear a lime green polo shirt is bullshit (laughs) yeah have you ever had a job where you had to wear a lime green polo shirt or something equivalent to that (laughs) can
1: we can you give a little bit of context around how you learned that lesson? Because I just, it's, I don't, I don't laugh at you. Yes, I mean, you a little did. bit, but no, no you're but, definitely
0: laughing at me. But it was, out of, something- you
1: did it out of survival and I respect that you had to do it. It's just because you're laughing at you too. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's,
0: I wouldn't write that but, if I didn't think it was at least some funny.
1: Please, for the listener, give a little bit of context just to refresh
0: the well, memory. Well, when we when we got here, when we got to Vegas, I thought uh, I thought the freelance <laughs> thing was going to be... I did. I thought the freelance thing, because I was yeah. doing freelance in Chicago for like a year, uh, you know? And I thought, yeah. oh, okay, this is going to go pretty well when we get to Vegas, because Vegas is an events, events town. Events, 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 yeah. And I dis- discovered pretty quickly that... Uh, it sums up. I just in fact, I just figured out exactly <laughs> what I was looking for when I was thinking events in Vegas. But when I w- Vegas has two different kind of things that are three that are pitched as events. One is obviously working for like Cirque du Soleil. and that's really more like theater. That's show, right. You know, and most of the jobs for that are mostly promotion, yeah, okay. yep. So then there's, then there is uh player development, which I just recently learned in terms of casinos, the events are, it's not called events, it's called player development. Mm-hmm. And that's basically throwing the drawings and the parties and that kind of stuff. All right. So that's what that is. Um, The other thing is the events representative. And in Chicago, an events representative works an event. And in Las Vegas, an events representative is the guy who spins the fucking sign on the goddamn street corner to get you to come in (laughs) and get your feet rubbed or something. And it's just really fucking like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, Because my resume meant jack shit when I got here.
1: It was. I, mean, I it was remember just, it
0: being a kind of a like a hit to the gut or the. the oh, it was a shock. Right there. Like, yeah, it was like, what the fuck? I thought because I've got yeah. 30 years of some pretty significant experience, but when I got here, it's like, oh you know, yeah, I, I, I was the house manager for Wait Wait, Don't Tell Me, and I was a director of events for WBEZ. Nobody and it was gives like, a shit about. Well, those nobody. Li- yeah. Nobody, nobody listens. here listens. Yeah. Nobody listens to NPR, so it'd be the equivalent of going to like I don't know. It, it, I, I can't even think of an equivalent to it. It was just like nobody, I was coming in from Mars and they were looking at me like, uh, do you breathe air? I, we just breathe air here. And it's weird.
1: Know? I was surprised by the the lack of response and I, it, it shocked me because I was like, yeah, you should
0: You should be fine. This is perfect yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: I got a I've... resume
0: as long as my fucking arm. And it was like nobody gave a shit. And it was. It was a little shocking. Um, so, yeah, it, out, of, out of a sense of sort of desperation, I was like, ah, okay, at a certain point, we needed money. Yeah. I mean, it, we, you got money to fucking live. I had to have some kind of meaningful work. you know. And I worked with Creative Circle for a couple of gigs, but those gigs were just not, yeah, it just wasn't happening. And uh, yeah. I mean, they were super cool, but it just it just was it was too far, too far and few between. Yeah, and so I went out and uh, and got a job that lasted exactly three and a half weeks, uh, selling basically selling window replacements for a place called Renewable by Anderson. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a window company, so I got to learn a little bit about fucking windows and tempered glass and all this bullshit. But the the basically the gig was, you know, if you go to like a Ren Fair or a fucking concert, and they've got all those fucking tents with everybody going, come on, we've got a free drawing if you come over and we let us suck your dick to buy windows. (laughs) Um, That was the job. That was the job, was standing in front of a fucking tent in a lime green fucking t-shirt, like polo shirt, that they required you wear, and and going, hey, do you have windows? (laughs) Do you need new windows? Do you just go buy your house? Hey, you know, your windows. Hey. But well, they put then, you in the weirdest of places. Like, I'm not well, here to talk I,
1: about windows. The, that's
0: I, the thing. The the day that I went, okay, fuck this noise, was I get I get pitched over and I'm in the LVAC, which is the Las Vegas Athletic Club. It's a gym. Yeah. And they I set up a table and all the like stuff like all the windows the fit you know, like here's the window sample and all this shit, and I'm in my fucking lime green goddamn (laughs) faggoty ass polo (laughs) shirt and everybody's leaving, either coming to the gym to work out or just got done with the gym. The fucking last goddamn thing they want to talk to is some jackass about their fucking windows. Yeah, they have shit but to I'm, do. They've got to get to for work. For four they hours, gotta, yeah, yeah, whatever. For yeah. four hours, I'm just doing my goddamnest to get people to come over and talk to me about fucking doing their windows. And people are looking at me like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, there's... <laughs> And I'm not giving away, all I'm giving away is a free consultation on Windows. I'm not even like, hey, come and get a fucking <laughs> dick, a ball rub if you talk to me about these windows. Or, hey, here's a trip to Cancun. It's, hey, you want to talk about Windows? I'll give you some free consultation about Windows. Nobody gave a shit. No. And it was embarrassing. It really was. It was, it was just, it was one of the biggest ego beatdowns. But I, I think but I've had I, in a long time. And I picture you
1: doing it with the same gusto yeah. and go get them, positive, you know, waterhead attitude that you go at with oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. And just do windows. I was,
0: do you guys want to talk about windows? Y- yes. I was throwing myself into it as What's a great with performance. What's this
1: overgrown bearded baby screaming about windows? What is, yeah. I just, it, I just can't, it's
0: just leg day. And What's I, going on? It, Exactly, and afterwards I picked Dana up in the area, and she saw my face, <laughs> and I just was, and she was like, "Oh wow, this yeah. is." She realized, "Oh shit, this is serious. He is really." I was mean, like, "Fuck it!" So I, I mean, I quit. I just like, "Fuck off! I'm not doing this." I dropped off my fucking lime green shirts <laughs> and my materials, and said, "Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore." And so that is where the uh, that is where the uh, the lesson was derived from. Uh one final question on, on this job yeah how many dicks did you suck well see that's the thing that's so funny about it is is, 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 is it is, is it a, is it a suck dick if you only sucked it for like 30 seconds and then they went nope 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 or is it a suck dick if you get it if you actually get him to blow a load in your face
1: uh, yeah
0: good question audience will take your responses cause, yeah, cause at david at if it's only a suck dick if there's completion, I may be sold in three weeks, Ah, fifteen. Okay. All right. Um, if if it's if it's just I'd had a dick in my mouth mm-hmm. for however long it was, mm-hmm.
1: hundreds. Wow. See you that's
0: know, what I'm saying. It's like
1: a, you work when you commit yourself to something, yeah. even if it
0: sucks, you go at it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I gotta make money. It's based on commission. Yeah. Fucking Let's sure. get it going on. Put a so cock I was in my get, mouth. Yeah. I was engaging cocks all day long. I was putting cocks on my mouth all day long trying to get their interest. And they'd go, Oh, let me talk to you for 10 seconds. And then they fucking split. Nope, not interested. Yeah. So, you know, I got, I didn't even get the pre cum on my lips. Oh, it was just a, a dick. Yeah. But yeah, maybe 15 that I actually sold. And that was a full blown load, like right on my chest or on my face. <laughs> and uh, And so. I think we've stretched this metaphor to where it where it needs to go. So, what else have you learned this last year? <laughs> um, let me see. I'm looking. Yeah, we've already kind of covered that. Online friends, lesson number eleven. Online friends are rarely your actual friends. Yeah, I feel like you learn that. I keep learning Actually, that. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Have like over every year, there's like a, like a mini purge. You yeah, there's a mini purge, it, yeah. but actually this, this one was more maximum purge rather than mini. I mean, I've done the mini purges over the last, I'm probably last like last five years where it's like, I've, I've kind of recognized this as an Uber lesson, but I don't really embrace it. And yeah. this year, um, and I actually, I unfriended 4,000 people on Facebook. That was this year you did that? Yeah, I did that in one I did that in one fucking day at the swimming pool at the stratosphere with Dana and Kelly. They're swimming and I'm swimming and then getting up and getting in my phone and fucking just deleting anyone and everyone that I could not tell you who they were based on just looking at their name. If I couldn't recognize who they were based on their name in one quick if I didn't have to think about it, where did I meet this guy? If I couldn't do it, gone. Gone. Gone, and I mean, I unfriended four thousand people in one afternoon. That's how many friends did you have? At, what was I the most about, you ever, you've ever had? Like forty six hundred. Wow. What? Yeah, you, I don't even know what I have. Let's see. This yeah, and this is yeah. just Facebook, or did you go to Twitter and Instagram? No, it's just and, Facebook. Just Facebook, because I don't give a shit about the other platforms.
1: Okay. Let's see. How many friends do I have? Oh
0: my God, you had how many at one time? Like forty six hundred. I have nineteen twelve. I have five oh one right now. Oh
1: my god! So a lot of those were probably just the randos that came to uh, the moth and no well, shows oh, yeah. or and, you know, shows people things that I directed. Tra-
0: yeah, yeah, or people that knew that had met me and requested my all that kind of shit, or just people that I that I was trying to you know market literate ape to whatever it is. It was just like if I can't if I don't know you. For who you are, I you're done. I don't want to. I don't want even bother. Why would I want to fucking know who a stranger who I maybe met once? What his fucking experience in Cancun is? Oh, fuck off. I don't give a <laughs> shit about what you had for lunch, you fucking douchebag. That I don't even know. Why am Why am I being assaulted with your goddamn personal information about your pre-diabetes cancer <laughs> medication? Fuck you. I don't know you. Why do I give a shit? <laughs> Okay, so your kid, your your kid has leukemia. I don't know you, so what? So Pre I was like, get away from it. Pre-diabetes,
1: cancer medication,
0: whatever the fuck it is. I don't need that shit. I don't need to hear your whoa. Uh. there's plenty of fucking woe and despair in the world. The last thing I need is a bunch of strangers attached to my feed, throwing their fucking woe in my face, or you get making it. me feel like shit because, man, they came to Vegas and they freelanced their ass off. Fuck you. I don't want to hear you. Yeah. You get enough of, of woe and despair with most of our podcasts. Just that alone. Yeah. I got, I, that's the thing, and you're my friend. Dealing with so whatever shit that I'm... Th- I will deal with your, yeah. yeah, I will deal with your shit. Uh, but but it, it's, yeah. So yes, it, <laughs> it is a, a lesson that uh, that I definitely learned. Um, I already knew it, but I, I think I, I guess maybe that what I'll say is I didn't really learn it. I, it just was brought home. Yeah. It was brought home in a pretty significant way. And it really took moving 2,000 miles away for it to really hit home hard. It was like, okay. How many of those 4,000 have requested your friendship again three wow
1: so I mean yeah but that and, proves your point and, and totally if they request
0: and if they request my friendship again then I, I put them back on because it's yeah. like okay and then and then I get a, a sense of who they are but uh, if I don't yeah. if I don't if I haven't heard from, if I haven't seen your face like in person in a really really long time yeah I don't really give a shit that your dog you know got shaved and was cute I don't give a fuck right right your shaved dog, fuck off. Put him in a lime green t-shirt. Have sell fucking windows. I don't give a fuck what your dog does. You know? God damn it. Go fuck yourself. All right? I mean, and then I, it, it, as I've turned 54, I've gotten more curmudgeonly <laughs> and more like Schopenhauer. And Schopenhauer was the, was the philosopher's sort of equivalent of get the fuck off my lawn, you bunch of jackasses. And I absolutely identify with that. Sure. You know, if I don't know you, I don't give it. It's like, hey, I'll be nice to you. I believe in the kindness to strangers. Everything I'm saying right now is in contrast to everything else that I've got in my lessons. But it's like, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit who you are. And uh, hold on. Let me find. All right. Based. Let's wait. Let's based see. on that. Hold on. No, no, no. Okay. No. All right. Based based, no, no, <laughs> based, on what I just said. Let me read lesson number 13. Every person you encounter is a story. Pay attention, and the mysteries of the universe will unfold. So yes, I actually believe that, despite the fact that you've posted about your pre-diabetes cancer treatment <laughs> or your fucking shaved dog, that you do have a you do have a part in the quilt of the mysteries of the universe. And the way I put it, I'm not going to get too specific about it, but I, I I will. This is this is about my casino. I love this this I love this paragraph. So I'm just going to read it to because I think it's funny. I've had long conversations with a 23-year-old prostitute from Idaho who came here to be a spokesmodel and made some pretty poor choices along the way, a 66-year-old millionaire big oil executive with more money and time on his hands yet still feeling a need to hide from the world, a 35-year-old limo driver with dreams of hitting it big on sports betting so he can start his own fleet of cars. A 53-year-old timeshare saleswoman whose husband left her a few years back and she's happier than ever to be alone. A 30-year-old construction journeyman in town to work on the Raider Stadium who spends his off time shooting his collection of guns at local ranges and playing video poker. He's also incredibly worried he'll be a terrible father to the baby that's coming soon. Uh. A 77-year-old retired economics professor who's living out his last days, his words, analyzing the workings of craps and visiting the desert nature with his wife of 50 years. Man, I have... With this casino, it's like... Yeah. It's a fucking story factory. They yeah. come to this place where I am there, and I am there, and I, I'm not going anywhere, and they tell me their lives. And it's kind of beautiful, and it's kind of amazing, and at least none of them are my Facebook friends. You know, I find that interesting. Uh <sighs> And I, I We're gonna have
1: to try really hard not to get too deep into the storytelling community whatever. I, I have no interest but here's, in that shit anymore. Well but here's the thing, is that these the storytelling shows, you know, that tell a true story that happened to you. And that's great. Like, yeah, let's let's hear your shit. Let's hear what you've been through. Let's see great, cool. Let's hear about your your uh these are your, your last days. You know, Let's. how did you and your wife meet? Let's, you know, how did you get the news that these are your last days? You know, whatever. Like, cool. But see, then you can take that because eventually you run out of your own stories unless you keep doing new shit. And I find that a lot of the people that I come into contact that do these storytelling shows, and this is kind of a shallow statement because I don't know them, I don't know most of them all that well, but I feel like their entire life revolves around just telling the stories and repurposing the same stories over and over and over again, where are they getting experience from? And I don't think that they're, and and they could go and meet new people, but they can't tell those stories because they're not theirs unless they're lying.
0: It's possible. But here's the thing that I noticed based on that idea is I said, I, it, it's like directors, Hollywood directors are all storytellers, right? Okay. You have on the one hand, uh, Tyler Perry, and Martin Scorsese. Those are on the one hand? On the one hand, because they tell the same fucking story okay. right. over and over and over. Okay. They have the same people in their story. I mean, and and the difference between Tyler Perry and Martin Scorsese is that Scorsese is a master storyteller and and, and Tyler Tyler Perry is a minstrel act. However, oh. it's true. That's I know. just not He's just I doing know. Ofe. Hey, look at me, shuck and jive. That's every I one know. of his movies is just fucking minstrel show, which is fine. But they're te- they're the, they're of the same category that yeah. they're telling the same basic story with the same basic that if, of you know it's like Tyler Perry's not telling the same story as Martin Scorsese, but they each have their thing. Yeah. Then you have directors like Paul Thomas Anderson, um, Soderbergh, uh, Soderbergh, Fincher. And they're telling a different story every time, but with a very specific approach to how to tell the story. Mm -hmm. They have a very specific approach to the story, so it doesn't matter which story they're telling. They're telling it in a very different way each time. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone like Tarantino, who basically tells stories that are comprised of other people's stories. Right. So I don't think any of those is necessarily bad, but what I like about Quentin Tarantino is basically he's—he—it's he, not like he said I made up kung fu and black exploitation. He lets you know I'm pulling, I'm ripping these people off. I'm—I this is homage. This is fun. Yeah. The problem with like the storytelling scene is the ones that are doing that are 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 pitching it as if this is the true story from my world. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. But what I love the most, and it's it's a thing, because I remember in Chicago, I talked all about the storytelling and all how big a story. Well, the difference is, from my experience now, is in Chicago, most of the stories are performative. It's get up on a stage. It's about winning them off. Yeah. It's about getting the attention. It's about getting the laugh. It is performative. Right. And in the casino, you know, when when the, the craps professor tells me a story about he and his wife who've been married for 50 years and how he thinks he's probably going to die soon. And he's fascinated by the, the numbers of craps that he's right. And I'm having a conversation of him about his brother-in-law. He's not performing for me. There's no winning that story. There's no way he get, nobody can give him validation. Mm -hmm. All I can do is ask questions and listen to him Yeah. and then share things that it, you know, it's like he says something that makes me think of my life or one of my stories. Then I share my piece of my story. And there's something missing, I think, from the snap judgment, yeah. uh, Roman Mars sort of moth kind of thing, where as we've taken them to perform them on stages, and I don't think it's a bad thing, it just, it changes the the essence of the story from being something we're just sharing with someone and to being performed. And I think the best storytellers can trick you into thinking that while they're on stage, they're just, it's just like you were sitting at a craftsmanship and just having a shoot and yep. shit. Exactly. Yep. And that's a, that's, that's a really in- interesting distinction. I love
1: that. And that's one of the things that I was excited about getting this, this full-time job was getting to meet all these new people and going out and like getting to know them and, he- and hearing their things and then seeing how they acted in the workplace and knowing what I know from what they told me about their home life and just learning those stories, I think, and then having the conversations with them. I think that that's... You need to do that to learn about other people's lives and the construct of the world, but I think in many ways and a lot of times those same stories teach you about yourself. And I just sound like a. F- yeah. I sound like well, the, I know the thing is this kind asshole, of stuff. Like, well, the thing about an English is, professor.
0: Well, that's the thing Gross. is, when I write these things, I try to write them in a fresh way. Again, it's the same lessons I've learned. Some lessons resonate better than others. Some of them are the same lessons I've learned. I've just kind of relearned them in a different way. Yeah. I'll give you an example, and I like this. This is actually, in my opinion, I think I kind of knew this all along. I think this is actually something my mom kind of taught me, but I didn't really frame it this way. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I'm just going to read this. I do not want to read too much of it, but I'll read this. As fall hit Vegas, the days blended into one another. Routine set in. I'm a creature of routine. It provides me with a sense of control and security certain benchmarks in time either become more or less important depending on the day and the frame of mind. I worked on both Thanksgiving and Christmas Day for the first times in my life. In the day-to-day grind of living check-to-check, the realization that these holy days are a luxury strikes hard when confronting the cultural universality of them. Not spending time with my family was jarring, but Dana and I made our own holiness. Not to be too dramatic, but it reminded me of the image of Charlie Chaplin in some movie as the tramp, treating a single bean as a full meal. He gets out a knife and fork, a napkin over his shirt, and proceeds to take his time eating that single bean, gingerly slicing it like a steak. Lesson number 16, in the absence of luxury, how we treat what we have can either elevate its value or dismiss it altogether. yeah you know I yeah, mean, it's like, that's... we're all we're all eating a fucking bean all of us unless you're fucking a billionaire, you're eating a goddamn bean. It may be a bigger bean, but it's just a bean. It is do you complain about the fact that all you have is one bean and fucking just jam it down your throat yeah. and run off to go find more beans or do you take the time <laughs> you know or you do do you take the time to actually t- make that bean? your feast and, and really appreciate that small thing. And what I find is, you know, it's, it's, you choose to appreciate things. It's, it's not even practicing gratitude. It's about, it's about performing a moment of gratitude for everything you have. I mean, I get, I get up in the morning, I've been without a shower before. I've not had a shower. My, you know, I've not had hot water in my house in my life. And we take it for granted so easily. You get in the shower, just hot water. Right. So I do. I really do. And I don't do it every day. And it's, you know, because I'd be a fucking lunatic if I did it every day. But there's sometimes where I'll get in and the hot water hits my back. And I'm like, I have to remember that not everybody in the world has a hot fucking shower. Right. And I'm taking a hot shower and I have to take a moment to cut my bean like a steak. (laughs) I have to truly appreciate this motherfucking shower because there are millions of people out there that would fucking cut my throat or beat my head over with a fucking melanin can and they would have a shower because they want my fucking shower. And that that hot
1: shower is not only hot, but it's a shower in the desert. Yeah. That that water's not going to stop coming. Like, it's...
0: It, yeah. It's I mean it's it is I,
1: remarkable to look at the simple things and just before yeah, gonna... this
0: call before this call I got to take a nap. Now, there are plenty of homeless people in the world taking naps, but they're taking naps on fucking sidewalks or in benches or underneath a fucking underpass. Yeah. I got to take a nap on a wonderfully comfortable sofa in my apartment right next to my beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to, if I can't, if I can't manage to remind myself to appreciate the true gravity of that, yeah, that compilation of things that I have that so many people don't have, if I can't take my moment and go, I'm treating this like it's a fucking luxury. Donald Trump has never had any better nap than I just fucking took. Right. Jeff Bezos... Has never had any hot shower better than the one I just had, (laughs) and I have to really remind myself of that. Yeah, it's a good lesson. Um, Lesson number seventeen: the iPad Pro is perfectly capable of replacing a desktop computer or a laptop. I uh, okay. I'm just saying that's a lesson that I learned because uh, I came out here and I had two feels less like
1: a lesson and more like a observation.
0: But it's your birthday, but I mean, okay. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Um, I like this one. I think what that is, that's taking the bean and making it, it's a porterhouse steak. There you go. There you go. And I'm fine with that, but it works. (laughs) Lesson number 19. You'll like this one. Lesson number 19. You don't have to announce to the world that you're reclaiming the best of you, the best you have been after being wounded. You just need to sack up and get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Getting online to tell everybody you're taking a fucking break from Facebook, stuff it up your ass. Getting online and talking about how you're gonna lose all this weight and then showing us all the weight you've lost, kiss my ass. Getting on and now, saying, You're gonna I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take some time for me. I'm gonna be self-care. Go fuck yourself. Just do it. I don't need to hear it. Here's here's where I will disagree with that. Just all right, on disagree. just on the weight oh loss.
1: Just on the weight loss bit. Um yeah, I'm I'm taking a break from Facebook. I shut the fuck up, we don't care. I'm doing the best for me. I shut the fuck up. If you're doing it for you, then we don't need to tell us go away. The weight loss thing or any kind of like I'm working hard for something and I'm it's encouragement. And I I, I I'm, I'm okay not here to that. encourage you. But no, because you're not friends with your online friends. Exactly. I don't need so to know you you your fucking
0: care. shit. I've got, if got a, you, guy, if, a guy there's a guy. If you're so goddamn weak that all you need is a bunch of fucking daily affirmation to get anything done, you're some weak fucking sauce, my friend. Hang on a second. Step up and get it done because you know it's right. You don't need to have... I'm sorry, but we don't need your soccer mom going, All right, fat Billy, I know you only (laughs) have one leg because the other's a gimp leg, but go! Go! You can do it! You can get that job! You can be a writer full-time... I don't need to... If you need somebody standing in your corner rooting for you, then you're not going to fucking make it in a world designed to destroy you and have something show up and eat you. Don, isn't that what friendship is no. for? No. No. Yes, friendship is what is. we have. No. Friendship is what we have where I go, come on, David, sack it up. That's not encouragement. That's just telling you to sack it up, and that's what I'm saying. But I it- don't need you to go, oh, hey, if you dude, if we got on here for this podcast and you went, hey, Don... You know, I'm a really good husband. Look at the good husband things I did. You know, when you do right. that, and you try that once in a while, say, look what a good husband I was." I go, no, you didn't. That was all fucking self-serving. Sack it up. Yeah. I don't need to hear that shit. Do your thing. True. But... Eat your fucking bean, motherfucker. Sometimes you need
1: friends and people to say, hey, man, you can do this. Keep going. Yeah,
0: but if that You've is got the soul. If that's the only thing driving you, you're fucking, you're fucking, you know, limp wristed dickweed. Well, I don't know what drives everybody, but I know that I've got a friend, this kid that I grew up with,
1: and I I mean, we're not, we're Facebook friends. We grew up together. We're so
0: you're not actual friends. So you get to find out about his goddamn pre-diabetes, cancer medication, and you don't really care. I do care because I care about him. Yeah, I do. I do. Have you met him? Yeah. I see. I saw okay. him. I saw him last well, summer. You, yeah, the, the way you described him is like, hey, well, were you Facebook? Friends. Well, I mean, like, I don't. I don't friends. text him. I don't have
1: his number. But like, we yeah. we communicate on Facebook, and he's had weight issues, and he was in a People magazine years ago for losing all of this weight. Like, they, they did this whole special
0: thing, and I went and bought the People magazine because I was really proud of the kid. And he got fat again, didn't he? He got fat again. But yeah well you know what he's... that's the problem he he got, he get, he got lost the weight so he could be on People Magazine and as soon as there was no follow up People Magazine about how he kept the weight loss off he just fucking ate his ass off he said you know what nobody's paying attention to me because I'm not on People Magazine no. give me a pizza it's... I want a pizza
1: <laughs> look man not everybody can be a gigantic tub of shit like you and then just keep it off or whatever you call what you are now
0: the, I, I, you know, I think, I think I probably could go, I'll, I'll say I'm a gigantic tub of shit now. I don't care. You're not in comparison to. The, I, oh, in comparison to the tub of showed shit me I pictures was early. and I did not believe it was you. Oh, I know. Right. I'd still have those pictures. It I was remind. Weird. But here's the thing. I'm not going online saying, Hey, Hey. I gained 10 pounds since I got to Vegas. Look at the fat ass I was in the 40s when I was in my 40s. Look at me. Somebody tell me how good I am. Somebody tell me what a great person I am for losing five fucking pounds. Like, you know what? I give them
1: the Stuff it bit. up your ass. I've got Keep another it to friend. yourself
0: and just lose the fucking weight. I've got
1: another Facebook friend who she <laughs> does the kickboxing and stuff, and she's lost a shit ton of weight. And she'll post the pictures and the befores and afters, and she's working so hard and da-da-da-da-da. And I go, yeah, great, good for you. And good for you. And that's kind of where it ends. And I give it a like. Maybe I'll give it a love. That's why they did it. They and did it fine. so you'll give because it a like it and a love. it encourages them because they didn't start it. It wasn't like, hey, I'm taking a poll. How many of you want me to lose weight and I'm going to work hard for something? It was they started it for themselves. And then they put it out to the world because they're proud of the work they've done.
0: They, that's it. Like, you know what?
1: And I think that's okay.
0: I, we do that they, every week, every day sack we do that. Up sack up and just get it well, done show me the results d- don't show me the journey
1: wait a second i don't the need results. your need if we're for talking affirmation specifically about weight loss the results are the journey
0: and well, no. as a storyteller find, teller, a, find as somebody a fucking who end wants point. to hear stories you find know how important end the point. journey is yeah find a fucking end point then tell me the story of the journey I'm but don't like
1: bullshit on this
0: one. If, I lost six pounds and I went back on oh. my I did I have a cheat day I have a cheat day and I ate all this stuff. I did my keto diet and then my brain my brain <laughs> chemistry got weird and I <laughs> fucked a dog in the street so I can't do keto anymore.
1: Fuck you. Right. I don't need to hear your shit. It's your birthday, so I'm not going to say this. But lose fuck the fucking you. weight
0: or. Yeah, lose the you're, fucking weight and keep it to yourself. I don't need to hear your you're shit. You're being a
1: dick. What's your next fucking lesson? <laughs> Goddamn asshole.
0: Um, oh, that's that's what I love is this podcast flies in the face of the whole tone of my piece. Lesson number 20. Everyone you know or have known is going to die, and you have no idea when. And have no control over it. Proceed accordingly. I've read it real
1: deep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you write that with the caps locks down? Like, I don't know how that. Forget that joke. Edit that. That was that. The caps locks down. You 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 mean lowercase? Yes. Well, no. you mean lowercase? Lower than lower. The lower
0: octave case. Shut up. It didn't. There's no such thing in a fucking keyboard. I know. I didn't. It wasn't a good joke. I. The iPad Pro can't do that, so perhaps it's not a full replacement for your (laughs) laptop, since apparently you have an octave key on your fucking laptop.
1: Sometimes I I write like this,
0: (laughs) and sometimes I write like this.
1: Yes, you do. And it's up to the reader to discern which octave lock I'm writing in.
0: What? Then it's, then it's not a good octave lock. That
1: is my gift to the reader. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, yeah, everybody's going to die. Uh, and you can't control it. You try to control it. You want to control it. It's They're going to die. And it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just like, okay, knowing the fact that everybody, that like tomorrow... You're going to give your dad a call and you're going to talk to your dad and you know, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to embrace it or not, he's going to die and you don't know when it's going to die and you don't know how and you have no control over it. So what do you do about that information? I treat, You just
1: ignore it? No, I treat every day and every phone call like it's the last time I'm ever going to speak to him. So
0: I tell him how I feel. Yeah, you get on there and say, dad, this is why you made me a piece of shit. You're awful. I love you, click. Dad, I'm trying day, to lose weight. Do you like me? You like me, Dad? I lost three pounds, but then I had a cheat day and I ate five pizzas. (laughs) I love you, Dad. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's, uh, you know, the the
1: (laughs) Colby Bryant crash is clear. Like, you just get up and you do what you do every single day, and you're you're fucking gone.
0: And I wasn't really I wasn't really making reference I in my piece about 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 a, about a man who who raped a woman and then lied about it even though he choked her and shit like that and then died in a helicopter. I didn't really write it about him. I don't really care that Kobe Bryant died. I'm sorry. It's like, hey, I'm sorry his I kids died. You know. But fuck off. Um it was really about the people in my life. I mean, it, and yeah. this is this was at Bug House last week. Yeah. Um Kate Kinzer. And, uh, you know, it's like a shout-out. She's dead, so she doesn't give a shit what I'm shouting out on our fucking podcast. But she was... uh, You were at Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. You came to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me when I was the house manager, right? Yeah. You remember the old lady that sat and did the VIP tickets? Sort of like... (laughs) right? Yeah. That was Kate Kinzer. Kate Kinzer was a volunteer for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me for... a decade plus, like at least fifteen years. She was there when I got there. She trained me. One of the most lovely people I ever met. I loved her to death. We talked every week. Um, she passed on this yeah. week, and just sort of like out of nowhere, and everybody was unex- it was unexpected, you know. But that was one of the things I I thought about it, and I went, you know, our relationship was pretty much since I moved to Vegas. Like a regular, like uh, weekly, twice weekly, sort of like bullshit joke session on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I went, and ultimately, again, her death is not about me. No. So basically, I walked away. And went well. I am just, I'm sad that she's she's passed, and I'm super happy that she was part of my life. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, and but that's the thing. I don't know anybody. You could die tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. You know, I mean, anybody could die because we're fucking meat sacks walking around with an expiration date. Honestly, I mean, proceed accordingly. After your
1: whole thing about how you don't give a shit about people trying to do better and make themselves better, I kind of wouldn't mind if you died tomorrow. Well, well, there you go. See, that's the thing. Fuck you. Yeah, this is the thing that's interesting. Fucking prick. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing to do. With all sincerity, dear listener, wish Don a happy birthday. The man deserves it. The man is a good friend. He is a good work partner. I assume he's a good husband, but maybe Dana's a fucking moron. I I don't think, but what do I know? I don't live with him. Wish Don a happy birthday. Find him on Facebook. Email him at don at litteredape.com. Wish the old man a happy birthday.
0: And and if you used to be a Facebook friend of mine and you discover you're no longer a Facebook friend of mine, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who you are. So don't wish me happy birthday cuz I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> my first thing is a watch. In spirit in the spirit of my birthday, these that the, I want you to watch a video, any video, it doesn't matter what it is. Go online to YouTube, watch a video of two children fighting over something. That I want you, then I want you to You get on YouTube and watch a video of two adults fighting over politics. And then aside from the topic of the fight, explain the fucking difference. That's what I want you to do. Dude, did we... (laughs) Wait, I need to go back
1: and check our text today. Did we talk about this today? No, we didn't. Okay. Because I shit you not. I took Harry to school this morning and dropped him off in his preschool. Uh And... Instantly, they were like kids, like every kid was just grumpy this morning and they like, they're going after it. Like they can't agree. It was just, and I walked out of there thinking, this is exactly like a Facebook thread that I read about Bernie and Sanders or some such shit.
0: Yeah, Bernie and Sanders. It's exactly
1: like, because someone was like, if you don't like the Democratic Party, start your own party. It was just like fucking it. And they're like, it was just stupid. I go, that was exactly like what I just witnessed in the preschool. Yep. I was gonna make that one of my notes for the week for the post it yeah. wall.
0: Go ahead. I mean, uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's just really, what I want
1: everybody to that's really, really funny that we both had that. We
0: both of course we're seeing the world yeah. uh, we're seeing the same world.
1: Uh my next thing is a read. Uh this is a, a read for uh for you, birthday boy. I want you to go to uh A V Club. Music dot dot com. Sure. And read the story Parquet Courts' Sean Yeaton Hates Don McLean's Arrogant American
0: Pie. It sets a good case for why that song sucks. All right. I will I will absolutely read that. Um, and my second thing is also a read. Read a book. An actual physical book. Doesn't matter what the book is. Read it from start to finish in one seat, sitting. See how you feel when you're done. One city, so, pick a short book. It could be a short book or a long book. You get a fucking whole day. You can read a whole book in a day. Sit your ass down with a real, actual physical book, the comfortable place with some juice or beer <laughs> or popcorn or whatever the fuck you need. Pour yourself it's a, a sustenance. juice. Pour yourself a juice. Have a juice, and and read a book. A god, and read a goddamn book. Just read the book. My third thing and final thing this
1: week is to. Don't feel ashamed (laughs) for feeling good for the work you've put in to better yourself. (laughs) And when you consider the friends
0: that make you feel good, that support you on your journey,
1: remember to not take them for granted. Every friend, every friend that supports you on your journey is a bean <laughs> that you should devour
0: as if it were a steak. <laughs> yep. All right. And my third thing, that killed me. Um, nobody can see your face when you're doing it. So that's, that's part of my fun. <laughs> my third thing is, I want you to go online. I want you to look up David Foster Wallace's speech, This is Water. I want you to listen to, not just read it, but I want you to listen to David Foster Wallace do the speech, This Is Water. Then I want you to go someplace where there are lots and lots of people and think about it. That's it. Okay. And that's the show. That is the show. That
1: is your birthday. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Have a great birthday. I'm sorry I'm not there to celebrate with you. Um, I'm in Sedona, Arizona. You moved away, so go fuck yourself. You're in Sedona? Yeah
0: yeah yeah my uh, my brother-in-law got us an Airbnb, so we're spending uh, a couple days a couple days in Sedona, Arizona in the nature, which is a great contrast nice. to the dark smoky fucking room I work in. Yeah, you're gonna miss that dark smoky room. Yeah, maybe, maybe in a couple
1: days. Your eyes are going to go, ah! And your lungs are going to go, fresh air!
0: Oh, "Ah." no, I I need to go online and tell everybody what great achievements I've made walking a trail.
1: It's going to be like those indoor kids I was a counselor for at camp.
0: Yeah, Summer camp,
1: indoor kids, when they're outside, they're like,
0: Ah! yeah here's hey hey bunch of people that barely knew me or met me once on something or saw my name and facebook friended me here's my pre-diabetes cancer treatment while i walk in the desert look at how see how good i am oh my god dude please tell me how good i am because if you don't tell me how good i am maybe i won't be good (laughs) happy birthday thanks for listening (laughs)
1: You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.